Welcome to the Spurs Up Show, home of the best Gamecocks content on the internet. The following is brought to you by our friends over at Prize Picks. Go download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com. And when you do, use the promo code TSUS to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to. $100. Price Picks is the simplest fantasy game on the market focused around prop total entries. You pick two to six players and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. Price Picks has no sharks, automizers, or mass multi entry. It's literally just you against the projection. They also allow mixed sport entry. So, for example, you can take the over on LeBron, parlay with the under on Mahomes. They've got college sports, pro sports, literally anything and everything you can think of. They have got it over at Prize Picks. They also have a slick, easy to use mobile app, both on the App Store and Google Play. And they're rated 4.8 stars in the App Store with Rave. Review. So many fans and listeners of the Spurs Up Show have made tons of money with our friends at Prize Picks, and you should as well. So, again, go download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com. And when you do, use the promo code TSUS to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Be sure to check them out and tell them that Chris from the Spurs Up Show sent you. Let's get it! We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Mark Rogers, the voice of college football. He joins us as he does each and every single Monday. Mark, what's going on, my friend? How was your weekend? My weekend was great. Uh, the weather's been amazing, and there's been a lot to do and some fun things to do. I actually hit the softball field uh, Friday night for the first time in like <laughs> five or six years. 
Yeah, I was going to ask, Mark, what's, uh, what is your typical go-to activity this time of year? Because I feel like for, for college football fans, people that are run by college football, we have hit the peak off-season moment, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, preseason magazines will start hitting newsstands tomorrow, right? That'll actually give us something to talk about, if you will, and, and we'll creep closer and closer to SEC Media Days. But from right now up until SEC Media Days and then when fall camp gets going, like, what, what's your go-to activity? Are you somebody – do you like to rewatch old games? Do you, do you like to consume content, make content? Like, where do you fall on, like, favorite activities to kind of kill time in the offseason? Well, if we're staying with all of the, the business side of things, you know, I'm a content creator at heart, and that's what uh, makes the money. So I'm creating content, and people at times wonder, what in the world do you create content about? But um, – yeah, I don't find a limit on creating content. Like, I'm going to start a series here in a few weeks where I'm going to go through every season, hopefully in the history of college football, and review the national championship race and why or why not that championship should be disputed. Uh, I've already le- released like six or seven of these videos, and they were pretty well received, like the you know disputed national championship of 1990 or 19. 19- 96 different years and uh i I thought you know what i'm gonna go through i revised my national championship standings i don't go by the ap or or anyone else i go by my own just because i think it's more logical uh than a lot of these votes were in the past but uh yeah creating content is my thing Mm -hmm. yeah and same here I, i i am someone mark that i actually do love to I love to watch old games. I do every now and then. And, and we like to, you know, now we've got our, our, our big cop club community, if we will. We'll watch all the games together. But uh, it's fun to relive. It's fun to relive the memories of these old games. And especially when you look at last year with, with the Tennessee game and the Clemson game and the way that season, the way that season closed out. Mark, I was just looking at your content and I don't want to spoil anything. But you are doing program rankings. Is that right? 133 all the way to one? Is that correct? We're doing it. Yes. Is that so is that all time or where they sit right now? No. So I'm glad that you you clarified that because we're going to separate these two series by like four to six weeks so we can kind of have this clear in people's minds because they often get confused even though I stayed at the top of these videos. I'm like, this is a right now in the moment program ranking. And this is not, this is also not to be confused with like a team ranking, like a my top 25 for 2023. This has a lot to do with the 2022 season and then how that projects with gains and losses into 23. But it has more to do with your head coach, your facilities, your recruiting, your brand, your tradition. You know, what is the state of your program currently? You know, good example here. You know, how many teams across America, programs could we name across America that I would consider not to be as good as Texas A&M, but they had a better season last year. They didn't go five and seven. They're better than five and seven, but I'd still say Texas A&M is a better program than Minnesota or Illinois, for example. That's interesting. So, so not to spoil it, where, where, what range would you put the Gamecocks in when it comes to (laughs) all-time programs? Again, not to spoil it, not not to spoil it, but I mean, uh, so I've released up to number 50, they have yet to show up, so they're in the top 50. Uh, I'm going to release uh, 50 through 25 and then the top 25. And off the top of my head, 
I know about within three or four where they are. So they're safely within the top 50. Okay. Gotcha. Now, Mark, keeping it moving with your content, I was just, again, just scrolling through, right? And and you dropped a couple of days ago, three days ago, actually, you dropped your 2023 SEC quarterback rankings, right, going into this season. And I was just looking. And, you know, I, I thought the conversation, Mark, last year around Spencer Rattler was really interesting because – you had some people at SEC Media Days. I think it was was Jordan Rogers and Tim T, but they had Spencer Rattler like in their top three, top four. And then you had some people who thought he was just no good, right? David Pollock most notably said, hey, he struggled at Oklahoma with a better coach, better offensive mind, and better players. Like, what makes you think he's going to be better? And a guy like David Pollock was proven right until the final two games of the season. So that's the big question yet again, as we've talked about before, Mark, is – what will you get out of Spencer Rattler? I think you're going to hear kind of conflicting rankings and reports yet again and predictions of, okay, he's going to you know parlay that last two games into a huge season, or eh, that was a one-off. The, the, the first 10 games is more who he is. He's adjusting to an offensive system. He's adjusting to new weapons, et cetera. So looking at it, your SEC quarterback rankings, you've got Spencer Rattler seventh. Again, similar to how we did with the – power rankings in the SEC. If you want to go through your list, you're more than welcome. But Spencer Rattler at seven, talk to me about that and why you have him slated there. Well, first of all, I think David Pollock's one of the best. I'm always uh, on what David Pollock has to say. I've liked him for a long, long time. Uh, so for me, Spencer Rattler, you know, look at the line of Lincoln Riley products, you know, going all the way back to Baker Mayfield on through. He hasn't missed yet into Caleb Williams, about five consecutive quarterbacks. Spencer Radler, though, would be at the low end, meaning the lowest end of that quarterback production from Lincoln Riley. And I had a lot of disclaimers and defenses for and took up for Spencer Radler early in his career at Oklahoma. He was just a freshman, just a baby thrown out there in 2020. And he cost them a couple games early through bad picks, bad decisions, didn't see defenders but the rest of the game was phenomenal you know he'd throw up 350 and four touchdowns but he'd make this crucial mistake they blew two games because he threw it away but I'm like the guy's just a freshman lay off of him he threw 35 passes that were but you know I'm gonna liken him to Brett Favre you know Brett Favre didn't seem to learn much his entire career like he was the same guy in year 20 that he was in year one Phenomenal talent, one of the greatest talents of all time. I love watching Brett Favre play the game. Don't know that I would want him to be my quarterback because uh, he was just so fun to watch, but he never learned to erase those mistakes. Uh, Spencer Radler, at this point, you know, he's not had 20 years to deal with it, but he doesn't seem to be dealing with those mistakes. Now, what you brought up in regards to New players around him, new supporting cast, new coaching staff, new offensive scheme, terminology, all of that that he had to take in last season. I, I think there's something valid there, but we see other quarterbacks that are able to transfer and take that on and, and adjust quickly. Hmm. Now, looking at Mark, let's change gears a little bit. The 2023 schedule and one of the most fun and interesting topics to discuss, especially when you're talking Gamecocks, right? Because it feels like every single year, Mark, that dreaded letdown game, 
right? Or really, as I call it, the Gamecock game. Like, which 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 game is the game? Are the Gamecocks going to Gamecock, right? And last year, it was the Missouri game. And what I'm talking about, Mark, is a game in which South Carolina, you feel, should win. This fan base, at least, expects them to win. Maybe the perception from the outside is different nationally. But I look at this schedule, and what's the biggest letdown game, Mark, of the season for South Carolina? I mean, my top candidates, I look at Mississippi State at home. I look, you know, it's. I think it's unfair, Mark, to put Mizzou in that category anymore because that's a game that I don't know going to Como. Like, that's one you desperately want to win. You know you need to win. But I think to just throw Missouri into the win bucket and say it'd be some massive upset if the Gamecocks didn't win, I, I don't think that's fair at all. But I look at Mississippi State. I look at Kentucky at home. Which of those two would you say would be the, the biggest letdown game? Because I think a lot of people, too, what I think is interesting, in your quarterback rankings, I think you had Devin Leary, like, fourth. And I'm hearing a lot of positive things about Devin Leary, what he did at NC State. Liam Cohen is back in Lexington as the OC. And that's one that, you know, Gamecock fans feel that they're supposed to beat Kentucky every single year, right? Like, Kentucky should be an easy dub. Like, Kentucky is Vanderbilt. And you and I both know that's just not the case. So, when you look at potential letdown spots for South Carolina in this season, if they're going to say, if they're only going to finish six and six or God forbid below, like what would those games be or what would that game be for you when you look at their schedule? Well, first, Chris, I, I remember that Missouri South Carolina game because that game was not necessarily on my radar. You know, to a certain extent, every game's on my radar. I, I, I know the schedule every week for everybody, but, um, I, I just remember watching all sorts of other games at that point. And uh, flipping to South Carolina, Missouri, maybe it was a one score game. Maybe it was like 1610 or something in the fourth quarter. And I thought I'm going to catch the rest of this game, see if South Carolina can come back because I think they're a better team. They're at home. They should be able to let's see what Spencer Radler can do with this game. And man, I just uh, I bet snoozed through the fourth quarter. I just couldn't believe how bad it was. Uh, so anyway, uh, getting to this without having it in front of me in regards to home and away, you bring up Mississippi State. So that's the. The, the game that rotates in the West. And uh, they're an interesting team from the standpoint of transitioning from Mike Leach and so forth. I, I hope my transmission's okay. I am keep blanking out here. Uh, but in regards to Mike Leach, uh, of course, rest in peace. And what they're going to do, uh, there's a lot of rhetoric about how much the offense is going to change. Of course, their defensive coordinator, Zach Arnett, takes over. Uh, but I always think Mississippi State's a dangerous team. They're a talented team. They always fly under the radar. People don't regard them too much. Uh, but Will Rogers is the type of guy that uh, won't make mistakes, will throw the ball on time, will hit the guy. He's just a three-step guy that you can't get to and just, bam, it's out of his hand. And so that's the game for me that's uh, a tricky one for South Carolina. See, we're going to get Mark Rogers back, and I think we lost his video, uh, which I think happened last week. I think happened last week. His video froze up on us, and uh, I don't know what happened. So we'll get Mark Rogers back in the voice of college. Well, he says Mississippi State is the biggest trap game for South Carolina, which I could definitely see it. I think a lot of people are sleeping on them because nobody knows what to think about the Mike Leachless RIP. Rest in peace, Mike Leach. Nobody knows. So we'll get Mark Rogers back in here. 
Mark, I do apologize. The must champ hackers are back at it again. I don't know. We've had two weeks in a row now. I guess your video feed, it, it freezes up or what have you. Um, so I do apologize for that. Big 10 on CBS. I know you talk about the Big 10 a lot. Your overall thoughts now the Big 10 being the featured game of the week on CBS. It's as an SEC fan, I'm saddened by it because I tell you what, Michigan, Iowa is just not going to hit the same as uh, some of the other <laughs> SEC matchups we were getting. But the ever-evolving, too, like these TV contracts. I know, you again, you do a lot of Big Ten content. You talk college ball nationally. It, it's just wild to see, like, what college. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Football, you know, what it's turning into in the sense of the television contracts. And I mean, the Big Ten's the latest with that CBS deal. Your, your thoughts, how much are you going to miss seeing SEC football on CBS versus uh, what we're going to see this fall, I guess. Well, if you live long enough, Chris, you, you see these things kind of cycle through. So the last time CBS had a Big Ten game was in 1986. It was the Ohio State-Michigan game, and I remember that. And that's the last time there was a Big Ten game on CBS. Um, so at that point in my life, I was used to CBS in the Big Ten. They had a but it, that's been, uh, you know, a lifetime ago. So CBS and the SEC, that has been at, at the heart of college football television. And just, you just, I know, I, I'm trying to put myself in, in your shoes. I watch everybody, but I can imagine as an SEC fan, there's just, you know, you hear uh, Brad Nessler and before that Vern Lundquist, you hear Gary Danielson, who again, things change. Uh, recall 15 years ago, Gary Danielson was working for ABC and ESPN doing Big Ten games all the time. Um, so he's going to do that again. Um, but you're, you know, you get used to the 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 theme music and the look and the whole deal. And it's just uh it's Americana, CBS and the SEC. It's been a thing that's been going on here for over 30 years, and it, it's gonna be gone. Yeah, it's gonna take some adjustment for people that are especially into 
beyond you know what's going out on the field but the the nuances of the game and the tv production and the announced teams and everything that goes along with it it's it's yeah it's going to be different mark we're under 100 days until college football and 100 days until south kind of football and really week one will be this thursday Kind of off the wall, I'm putting you on the spot. Do you have a bold prediction in place for this season? Is there anything you look at this season you think, you know, people are sleeping on or they're missing that you kind of feel like uh, should be more common knowledge? I mean, is there just anything that stands out to you? It doesn't matter what team it is, obviously what conference, but anything that you think is is sort of a no-brainer, your bold prediction going into the year? I can't say that I've got a bold prediction that comes to mind right this second, but I will have bold predictions because like I explained a couple of weeks ago, if you're in the prediction game, you better have a bold prediction. Actually, you better have a pocket full of them. You better have a bunch, a bag of bold predictions because 27 teams last year uh, had an increase or a decrease by at least three wins from the previous season. So there's going to be a lot of change in college football. And so um, to try to forecast that, I know that one of those off-season, you know, tried and true statements, questions is, okay, who's going to be the first team? Who's going to be the one team this year that's going to make the playoff that's never made the playoff? You know, that, that seems to be one out there, uh, whether that's Tennessee, whether that's Penn State, you know, those two come to mind right, right out of the gate for me. Texas. I got my eye on Texas. I believe Texas is by far the best team in that conference. That doesn't mean they're going to come through because Sark doesn't come through and Texas doesn't come through and they're never back. Uh, But on paper, they've got the best team in that conference. They've got the only team in that conference that can compete nationally. I just had a comment come into my channel just a few minutes ago where a guy was like, I'm I'm sick of you railing on the big 12 saying that there's no elite team in the big 12. And I said, okay, name them. There's not an elite team. There's not an elite program in the big 12. Here's a bold prediction for you. I've guaranteed this and I've told anybody I will, I will wager a large sum of money Now, of course, I got to trust this person for 10 years, but the Big 12 will not be winning a national championship in the next 10 years. It's not going to happen. Which leads me to this, Mark. I heard this conversation again with with Michael Bratton, Josh Pate, fantastic conversation they have, but I'll put it on you. You can't pick Georgia. You can't pick Bama. You can't pick LSU. Who's the next SEC team to win the title? Who's the next SEC team to win the SEC championship? And of course, you can factor in Texas and Oklahoma because they'll be joining the league next year. And we obviously know winning the SEC is going to become, I mean, just immensely difficult. And we'll see what happens with the scheduling, which I want to get your thoughts in just a second. But uh, who is the next SEC team to win a championship that's not one of those three that I mentioned? The obvious answer is Tennessee because of how they performed last year. They're the obvious, but mm, for some reason, I don't want to go in that direction. Uh, I've lost a lot of faith in Texas A&M and Jimbo Fisher. Just, <laughs> But at the same time, look out for them. Look out for Texas A&M. Connor Wiegman, a quarterback, showed us a lot last year. For as bad as they were, win-loss record, look out for teams that only lose by one score. Texas A&M didn't get blown out by anyone. Like for as bad as the record was and and everybody laughing every week, me included, oh, they lost again. They lost to App State. They didn't lose by one score. 
they were all one score losses. So look out for Texas A&M to possibly jump up. And when it comes to the scheduling, Mark, you know, there's a debate, eight-game conference schedule, nine-game conference schedule. I mean, you look at a team like South Carolina, I'm not saying they'll have the final say, but I think, you know, I think it's safe to say they're probably going to be opposed to it because you have to play Clemson every single year. Um, What are your thoughts on it? Like, where do you stand? I I don't know they're going to have much of a choice, obviously, again, adding Texas and OU. And I will say this, I, I do like, the unique matchup side of things. Like, you're not going to have to wait a decade to see some of these teams play each other. But where do you fall on an eight-game conference schedule, nine-game conference schedule? And then when it comes to the SEC expanding, I mean, what would you do? Let's just say you were the commissioner. Would you put it in the pods? Would you just go 16 straight down the line? Would you do two divisions? Like, your overall thoughts on that? Man, you talk about creating content. I've already done uh, all of that, and I'm trying to think because I diced it up about four different ways. I'm trying to think of what would be my preference. Uh, We'll put that on hold and go to the schedule. And for me, the eight game, if you could guarantee me that the non-conference scheduling would be entertaining like there's there's room there with four non-conference games for those games to be meaningful, entertaining for the us to have quality opponents. But there's too much. And I'm calling out Kentucky. They play Louisville, so they never play anybody else. Never play anybody else. South Carolina, I'm going to credit South Carolina because you guys actually go out and schedule North Carolina, schedule other quality teams. Not all the time, but most of the time we'll go out and schedule a second quality game besides Clemson and not just say, oh, we got to play Clemson, so we're not playing anybody else. That's the stance of a lot of teams, and Kentucky in particular, don't play anyone. So when you're looking at two max and an FCS out of the other three non-conference games, and and shoot, Louisville's not even that good half the time, uh, that's not an entertaining schedule. That's not a productive schedule. So if we could guarantee, you know, I've got like the scheduling formula and committee format or approach that takes the scheduling out of the hands of the schools. That's the direction I would go. I'd say you're no longer scheduling yourself. We've got a formula and it's going to be nuanced by a committee, but it's going to basically have very strict uh, guardrails. Um, then, then we're going to take that out of your hands, but see the other issue, Chris, is the larger these conferences get and the number of teams, the more you have to play more conference games to legitimize the championship. Otherwise you play eight conference games and you've got, uh, 16 teams in the conference. So you've got 15 other opponents, possible opponents in the conference, and you're going to miss seven of them every year. So that's, that's difficult to to juggle as well. Mark Rogers, the voice of college football, who joins us again each and every single Monday. Mark, what's up coming for you in the docket? Again, we just mentioned it's the off-season, quote-unquote, preseason magazine season. Are you a big preseason magazine guy? I know that Athlon uh, drops theirs tomorrow. They hit newsstands tomorrow. We'll have the Phil Steels of the world rolling up. Lindy's, of course, will drop theirs. My good friend Brett Cianci of Pick 6 Previews, he'll release his as well. Are you a, I think I may have asked you this before, by the way. So if I did, I do apologize. But are you a preseason magazine guy? If so, you know, I'm not asking you to incriminate yourself, but which ones are your go-tos? Which are your favorites, if you will? Or do you kind of stay away and just sort of do your own thing? 
uh, I love the preseason magazines. Obviously, there was a time, and I'm an old guy, so there was a time before the internet that you relied on the preseason magazines. You had to have them. Now, you could look up all that stuff online if you want, but it's nice to have. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Have that right in your hand, right in front of you. I've got to give it up for one Phil Steele. Uh, I've had him on three or four or five times on my show. He he shows up uh, once or twice every summer for us. So uh, the thing you got to remind yourself with Phil Steele is you've got to like go through like an education before you read the thing because it is not a regular read. Uh, there is more information packed. Like if that was written out, it would be like four feet thick. Um, it's like written in code. So you've got to crack the code and know the code because everything's a code. But if you just want information, then you're going to go fill steel. Mm -hmm. If you want an overview of where you're still gaining a nice, uh, core of information on every team, then, then you can go to any one of the other ones. Their, their quality. Uh, I I'm always there at the, uh, Shoot, back in the day, you know, when I was a teenager, I'd kind of look at them and I'd be like, well, this one has this and this one has that because, you know, I'm only going to spend the five bucks on one magazine. But, you know, now I just buy them all. So I stack up on all of them. Yeah, I've had Phil Steele on a couple of times as well, Mark. And I, I, I do like his magazine. The, the information can be useful. It can also be a little bit overwhelming at times, but they're all yeah. great. I mean, all and it, we're to a point now, right, like where it's like you will literally – you will literally compose or excuse me, compose consume damn near any piece of content you can get your hands on because we are so ready for college football and it's just around the corner, man. It's crazy to think under a hundred days until the first snap will take place. And we'll begin by the way, our hundred days until kickoff countdown on Thursday, because that will be a hundred days until the season opener against North Carolina in Charlotte, Mark Rogers, the voice of college football, Mark, I appreciate you taking the time each and every single Monday, my friend, and looking forward to doing it again next week. You have a great week, my man. And Chris, uh, by the way, I heard you lead into the conversation with a with a comment about uh, Twitter wars. Uh, I ran into a, a bunch of illogical Clemson fans that needed to be educated. So I was actually doing that today. So your audience might be uh, happy to know that I had to set some Clemson fans straight that didn't know what the hell they were talking about. I love that. Mark, you always, it's always good to hear that, my friend. Keep up the good work. Thanks, Chris. Hey, See Mark, take care, man. Yeah, we'll talk soon.